Most of the time, we're trying to impress the people that we were meant to impact. Always fear the quietest man in the room. Remember the people who sacrifice to make your journey possible. Inspiration is something that you do that keeps you hungry. The biggest failure is to succeed in a life that's not you. Welcome back to another powerful episode of the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and every episode, we bring you a dose of inspiration, wisdom, and compelling stories that are sure to take your mindset to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get it. What is up, Mindset fam, and welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. As you can see, this episode looks a little bit different than most, but Anthony and I thought it was appropriate since we haven't done this in a while, a little solo episode of the two of us, kind of just uh, giving you guys a little bit of an update on what we've been going on in our lives and um, you know, see how we can give you guys the most value. So what do you think, Ant? What up? I don't know. For some reason, I feel a little bit more nervous, just us two, than, than with a guest. I, I, we haven't done this. I, in- thought it, I thought I was the only one. Oh, I thought I was the only one, but I'm glad you feel <laughs> the same way. So... Yeah, man. So I know we've had a lot of, and this is kind of kind of be a a speed episode, if you will. We're gonna kind of go fast and 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 quick and give some life updates that that Gabe most recently has had, and I'll share some some interesting stories on my end. But we thought it'd be nice to to kind of share a little bit of what we've been up to. So, Gabe, we'll start with you because you've had the most recent and I think most important announcements um or or life updates so if you want to start with that and kind of work our way through man i don't even know where to begin um so i I recently relearned how to ride a bike no i'm kidding (laughs) that's not what i had to share um i know how to ride a bike everybody don't worry um so yeah like anthony mentioned i've had you know these past few months have definitely been um a grind to say the least um as many of you guys may have known i worked for a creative agency for about two two and a half years um, very, very small, tight-knit team. So really, really loved and enjoyed my time there and, and was really able to learn every aspect of that business and has really prepared me and molded me into what I am and who I am today. Um, and as of recent, um, about two weeks prior to recording this, not sure when this is going to be released, but I relaunched a media video production company called Mad Club Media. Um, really something that I feel like has been, you know, on my mind for the longest time. And again, as I've been working at that creative agency for the last few years, was really able to sharpen my creativity and sharpen my skills and my tools overall, like how I can build a business, learning from the absolute best. Um, One of our former uh, podcast guests, Danny Rodriguez of Blue Missions, working right under him and really learning from him. And, you know, he has so much knowledge in terms of building businesses, um, financially, creative, uh, creatively. Leslie Ramos, another mindset alum, um, as well as Blue Missions creative director, learning from her, just really soaking up as much as I could um, those past two years. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. And they really were the ones who gave me the opportunity to kind of go out on my own um, and and live that dream of, of exploring and creating the content that I think should exist in the world. Um, and that's what Mad Club Media is. So it's not your typical video production agency. It's it's much more than that. We're definitely going to be creating content, original content around podcasts, my, the Mindset Podcast being one of them, 
you know, different shows, different types of um, YouTube series, music events, really tapping into the creative community here in Miami and beyond, really. So that's really the goal of Mad Club Media. Um, and that's, you know, one major, major, um, I guess, milestone that I've been able to hit. And, you know, a lot of people start things, but they don't finish them. So this 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 company is something that I've been passionate about, about for such a long time. Um, and all my different career positions and different jobs that I've had, whether it be interning for a marketing company or, you know, working under, you know, Daniel Leslie at that creative agency for the past few years have definitely given me the opportunity and the knowledge that I need to be able to kind of go out on my own. And as Anthony, as you know, I've always had that entrepreneurial um, kind of itch. And now is, you know, aside from the podcast is finally, you know, being able to scratch that itch and, and build that business that I've always wanted to. So I'm very excited about that. Um, the second of my big announcements, which happened most recently, is I am engaged. I am a fiance. Anthony, can you believe that? That's crazy. I just hope that you being engaged now doesn't take time away from the podcast. Uh, a lot of people have texted me after seeing your engagement photos and are like, oh my God, you know, do you need a new co-host? What's the deal? I can, I can fill in for Gabe, you know, so I'm taking, I'm taking candidates. I'm getting, I'm collecting resumes and, um, you know, if, if you ever need to dip, I, I totally understand we can get you replaced in a heartbeat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, nobody can replace you, Gabe. But for a second, for a second, before we get into marriage, I don't want to lose, lose people who are listening right now. I want to take it, take, take us back. Because um, you went through your story of how you created Mad Club relatively quick, and I appreciate that. But I think there's a lot unsaid there um, that could be very valuable. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of going to kind of go through your your story here in a second. You way back a few years ago, you had um, your own digital agency company called uh, Russo Media, correct. right? So you had a few folks under you working. Uh, very successful, creating social media content for a lot of companies in Miami. Then you get recruited to join Danny Rodriguez and his new company that he had, um, where you worked doing the same thing, but at a larger scale, scale much more resources, uh, kind of next level, right? And you also had a team there, right? You mentioned Leslie, other folks who did video, Kevin, all these great guys and girls who've done a great job. And you were part of that creation, creativity team. And then more recently, now you bounce and you said, you know, I'm going to go back to my roots of being an entrepreneur, which you never really left, but this is really all in on the entrepreneurial, um, you know, idea that you have. And you created um, your, again, your own agency, very similar to the first one you had before, but now with a lot more experience and not a lot more knowledge, uh, more connections. My question is, you know, that, that's, that was a very gutsy move, to be quite yeah. honest. That was, you know, you were kind of like jumping in the pool and then figuring out how to swim later. Um, which is very uh, admirable of you. What was that thought process quickly? Because I know we're kind of moving on here to cover some ground, but quickly, what was that thought process like of leaving, um, you know, very stable, very well-structured team uh, to now starting your own digital agency? What, what, what were you thinking? Were you scared? Were you nervous? What if this doesn't work? How, how, how do you start that? Yeah, no, that's a great question, I think. And I'll take you back to when, like you mentioned, Russo Media, which was my like original that I had started like freshman year of college. Um, 
And I even consider that more of like a freelancer because I was like doing just graphic designs. I was doing little photo shoots, video shoots for clients here in Miami. Um, I did have a small team, like you mentioned, kind of working with me. Um, but t- like when I got the opportunity to kind of put that aside and go join another team that I necessarily wouldn't be the one calling all the shots, a lot of people would have maybe not taken that opportunity. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I definitely thought about what I would do. And I thought at that time, at that age, um, I think I was like 20, 21 at the time, uh, taking that opportunity to join a well-established team and learn from the best was definitely like an ego check. I definitely had to put my ego aside and be like, okay, like now you're not the boss. You're going to go work for someone that has been doing this for 10 plus years and learn from them. And Anthony, I can't tell you how much that opened my eyes and just allowed me to grow in my career and in my position and stuff. And again, over those two and a half years, I was, you know, facing clients and meetings. I was pitching clients. I was, you know, operating cameras. I was operating sound. I was on set. I was producing. I was doing every little thing that needed to be done on the job, which now has shown me that it prepared me for my role now at Mad Club Media because now I can operate a camera. I can, Mm -hmm. you know, client, I can talk to clients. I can face the clients. And I can also, you know, edit, I can do, I have a hand in every part of the business. Obviously my main Mm -hmm. role is to help build and grow the business. So it would be wise of me to kind of grow and outsource those other roles, which I have been doing. As you know, I I rarely ever do any of those things on my own. I usually outsource a team. Um, And, you know, like you said, it was definitely a gutsy move to, to, to move away of of an established company and kind of, um, take this route. And if I'm being honest, it wasn't my first choice. I was prepared to start applying for, you know, media jobs and other, you know, uh, positions in Miami. And Danny actually, and and a few other people were really the ones to be like, Hey, like at the age that you are now, if you were to start something and build something by the time you're 30 years old, like you can have something very significant and you have all the tools you need. They, they definitely lent me the support um, needed. My family have always been a a big support system. You have always been a big support system. Um, you know, like, you know, the type of family that we come from. So Mm -hmm. that was definitely what allowed me and gave me the confidence to do it, to do that and, you know, go out on my own. Um, and the agency also, they kind of took a a different perspective, right? They kind of shifted their mission, um, which allowed me to kind of, you know, work with some of the same clients that we were working with, whereas Cultura, the, the, the former agency, is now more of a consulting-based company where they don't necessarily execute any of the production. So now I've actually become a production partner for Cultura and even Blue Missions where Danny and Leslie are now as well. And um, mm-hmm. it's been a huge blessing to be able to take that um, and run with it and then now still be able to, you know, make those decisions and and just, you know, build a team around a, a common theme that we all love and yeah. create different thing and, and, and do what excites ultimately, which is kind of yeah. like our, our tagline. So that's really oh. been uh, kind of like the North Star. And it always been It's just, you know, a lot of times, like, and we said this before, like, people will see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Um, and that's mm-hmm. really what the example of, you know, what happened to me was, it's just like, I didn't think I was prepared, or I was equipped enough to go out on my own and start something. Um, and establish something uh, of magnitude, but the people around me, you know, thought otherwise and they really believed in me. Yeah. Describe Mad Club Media in three words. Mm. It's community. 
Okay. Community. One. Um, creativity. Creativity. And obsession. Mm. I would I would I would definitely think those three words culminate what that means because I don't know if I've ever told mm-hmm. you the story of like the the way I came up with Mad Club is I always thought of like a mad scientist and I've always thought like why why do people kind of look down on like mad scientists like that was it was such like a stigma and I was like a mad scientist is like they're obsessed with their craft like they're insanely like not well but they're so mm-hmm. driven to find out or to do the research or to do whatever it is that'll take them to to what they want to do um and then club was really just you know a meaning to me where it's like okay this is a, co- a club a community a, p- a place where people can come and collaborate mm-hmm. and and join and just like learn from one another so just taking those two definitions and kind of putting them together is just this is a club a community of people that can come to be insanely obsessed with their craft to do whatever it is that they want mm-hmm. so that's kind of the way yeah. i would culminate that i love it i love it you know and, and- we all wish you the best on on this new journey because it, it's brand new, brand spanking new. Mad Club Media, you know, you just announced it the other day. You just launched, so um, none. I have no doubt that it'll be very successful with all the all the skills, all the people you, you've surrounded yourself with, uh, which is always something we talk about, right? Of of in order to be successful, of course, you individually, there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. Like you need to work hard. You need to you know have a little bit of luck. You need to have skills. You need to. All, all these things, but a big part that sometimes people overlook, I feel like, is surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. You know, yeah. yesterday I was watching a video where Gary Vee interviewed Shaq. Phenomenal. Mm. I mean, two guys that you would never think they would, you know, mesh, but they're so good. I mean, they're the way they interact, the way they talk to each other. And Shaq said that he, so he, Shaq is an entrepreneur. Like he's, yeah. you know, people think of him on the court, but he, the stuff he does outside of the court is, incredible nfts businesses podcasts the list goes on so he's very business savvy but Shaq said that he always and currently surrounds himself with people that are not the same as him but smarter than him people that know more than him Hmm. you know so one of the questions was uh that that they asked Shaq is Shaq how do you surround yourself with people who are not yes men Hmm. because you're Shaq so how do you surround yourself with people that are, are, are so scared of you that, you know, whatever, whatever you say, yes, Shaq, I love it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Not because he's intimidating, but because he's also the boss. Yeah. He also is the one that cuts the checks. So oftentimes you want to say yes to these people just to just to kind of push, push the train along and and see another day at the office. So the question was, Shaq, you being Shaq, right? How, how do you surround yourselves with one people that are smarter than you? And then how do you get those people to disagree with you and say, Shaq, that is a very stupid idea. We should not do that. Um, so Shaq said, well, number one, surround yourself with top quality people, people who are incredibly smarter than you. Uh, that'll humble you for one. And then two, you know, empower people to make their own decisions. Uh, and, and you will, again, going back to being humble, like you have to understand that you don't know all the answers, especially when you're in a group like that, that know more than you, you, yeah, you can give your input. You're the CEO of the company. You, you, your, your ideas matter. But you also have to be receptive of the people you surround yourself with. So I thought that was pretty cool. Shaq's awesome. Gary Vee's awesome. Yeah. And that episode of them together was next that's level. Such, so yeah, and that's such a great point too, because like that's again, I've learned so many things. Like I mentioned, like in the past two and a half years of working at this other company, but that was one main one that I really was able to learn and kind of take away and apply now in this new business. Is my team, our camera operators, our cinematographers, our directors, like they know so much more than I do. Like 
And mm-hmm. the reason why I hire them are is because of that very reason, because they know so much more than me. When I was all mm-hmm. alone at Russo Media four years ago, I was the one kind of coming up with the ideas, rolling the camera, you know, mm-hmm. talking to the clients. I was doing everything, which in the beginning, you have to do that. And there's yeah. definitely still a little bit of that now. But over time, you start to learn how to invest in other people and realize that your product will be so much better if you get someone else that actually knows more than you and let them do what they do best. And that allows you to stay in your lane and do what you do best. And in my case, that's to to grow and to cultivate an organization that will continue to to feed off of that theme of creativity, community and obsession. So that's really been able to to be a blessing for me. And it's, it's been so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's a great episode of Shaq and, and Gary V. I, I definitely got to go rewatch that. But, um, mm. but yeah, and then the proposal, which that was, you know, pretty, pretty fascinating, um, within itself. I'll spare everyone the details, but my fiance and I now have been together for almost six years. So, you know, it was time, you know, we're both graduating now, um, in December, and I'm on this new journey of starting this business. Um, thankfully, uh, you know, have been pretty successful in the first few months of it. And she's starting to, you know, work and we're, we're both growing together. And I, I got a really good piece of advice in terms of relationships and, and marriage specifically, because I never knew like when would be the right time or I got to build this huge business first and then we'll be OK. Like and, you know, one of my mentors told me, like, especially in relationships and in marriage, it's like. All it really is, is surviving. If you can learn how to survive with your partner, as long as you can have food on the table, a roof over your head, and that's pretty much all you need. Like you guys can make things work. You guys being together and being that that one unit um, will be so impactful and, and that'll really change your perspective on what relationships look like and what marriage looks like. And I had no doubt that she was the one and that that little piece of advice was really what I needed. Um, and you know, I'm, I have no doubt that we're going to be able to do all of those things. Like we're in a much better position than that. But just for those people out there that are thinking like, you need to have the penthouse, you know, apartment in Brickle, or you need to have the six figure job to, to then make that next step. Um, take a, take a step back and look at your partner, look at your relationship and see like, is it worth waiting that, or do you, would you rather build that together? And that's really what I had to ask myself. And my answer was the latter of just, I want to, I want to start this and I want to build it together. So that's, that's really where that came from. But, um, but enough of me, Anthony, you got some, some updates as well. A few different updates. You got tapped into the Florida blue key. You're I think president of the Casa Familia Young Boards Professional. Yeah, um, that's right. You just I forgot about so that. That's, yep, you, got, sure. you got a few things going on. Why don't you tell us about that? Let's start with the Florida Blue Key. Yeah. Why don't you explain that to some people that don't know what that is? Yeah, I don't know of any. I don't know of anything beats a proposal, especially <laughs> all the all the girls listening right now. Already, you know, you won them over, so they can they can log off now. But <laughs> what if what if I proposed on the podcast, and the only way she would know if is she would listen to it like oh you like that's when you know she what if she's real yeah if she if i would propose a hundred people 200 people listen to the episode and she has no idea until like weeks later (laughs) until people are texting her that's 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 an idea for every anyone else that has a podcast out there yeah but so yeah man i've had a lot of exciting like really exciting things going on and i'll start with with blue key since you mentioned it so 
um, over at UF, uh, I'm at UF right now, I'm a student, University of Florida, there is this organization called Florida Blue Key. And it is the most prestigious and also the oldest uh, honor society, if you will, in the entire state of Florida. I know UM has tried to do something similar. FSU has their own version. Um, sorry if you go to UM or FSU, but not nearly as as uh, well known as Florida Blue Key. Um, and it's it's crazy. I mean, Florida Blue Key, the alumni is ridiculous. I mean, Marco Rubio uh, is a Blue Key member. Tim Tebow is a Blue Key member for the sports fans out there. You know, I think 17 out of the, I don't know how many governors of the state of Florida are Blue Key members, Supreme Court justices, governors, um, you know, state legislators, representatives. I mean, it's, it's crazy, especially in the, in the politics and business realm. There's a whole lot of Blue Key members involved in Florida. So it's a big time uh, organization. And, you know, I say it humbly and, and kind of hoping to inspire anybody who's listening right now that that wants to do something similar to Florida Blue Key or just get out there and, and, and do something great. And, you know, I had a lot of people telling me that I would never become a Blue Key member because I had two things going against me. One, I'm not in Greek life and, and that's huge. I'm not in frat and, and most, if not everybody in Blue Key are in, 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 free, in Greek life, either sorority or frats. And the second thing, I'm a transfer student. And that's what, that's what I really want to talk about now. Uh, the fact that I was a transfer student, I didn't have much time to build my resume. I've only been here at UF for a year and some change, a year and, and a few months. Uh, so usually you get tapped, you get included to Blue Key in your senior, junior year. Uh, after two, three years of building your resume, I had a year and, and a few months. Uh, so, you know, I got here. People told me no. I said, screw it. I'm going to find a way. You know, if you, I believe, strong believer that if you want it bad enough, you'll, you'll figure it out. Like no matter what the odds are against you, if you want it bad enough, there will be a way no matter what. Strong believer in that. So I put my head to it, you know, connected with the right people, networked with the right people, got in the right rooms, be, you know, got these positions that propelled me to be seen by other people, uh, networked with the alumni, went to events that I wasn't even invited to and just walked in and, and had all the confidence in the world. Like I belonged there where I really didn't. And, you know, that idea of faking it till you make it, man, so powerful. Fake it till you make it, 100%. 100%. Fake it till you make it uh, is what I did. And it worked. And it worked. It got tapped last week. And I'm excited. And I really hope that this moment, this achievement, uh, really, you know, the, the transfer students of the world, uh, right? Because I'm very passionate about transfer students. I really want to help them. I hope that these transfer students coming from all, you know, Miami Dade, FIU, all these universities, they see what I've done and see, you know, if I did it, they can do it too. Uh, so that was really my first thought when I got tapped is like, thank God, you know, I, I hope I can be a mentor to to anybody looking and saying, wow, that looked really hard, but he did it anyway. So that was very exciting. Yeah, Anthony, before we even move on, I, I want to touch on that because you mentioned something that was really interesting to me. And I think it was the confidence that you had to really just say no to everyone else that was like, dude, you're a transfer student or you're not in a frat. Like, who do you think you are? Like, what was running through your mind and in those particular moments when people were saying those things to you, like those negative, you know, energy, putting that negative energy into your, into your life? What, mm -hmm. like, what did you have to say back to them? Or what did you just say to yourself? Like, Hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove you wrong type of thing. Or like, was that kind of like a fire you know, to really propel you into to even doing it more and pro proving them wrong. Yeah, man. In my head, I was just like, watch me. <laughs> I, I, oh, it's so fun. Like, I, I just love, I love it. I, like you too. Like, I love it, man. I, I really, really got into a point where I really like when people uh, doubt, doubt me. And sometimes they're right. 
like let's just be honest sometimes people say things that i i can't or can't do and maybe most of the time they're right yeah you know and you know it is what it is and definitely gave my my best effort in, in all those cases but every single time 100 percent of the time i get a no or i get you know doubted or, or whatnot i i always like i'm like yes you know that's that's kind of what i needed and sometimes i feel to that point if you don't get a little bit of resistance i probably maybe wouldn't have given it all the effort i did mm. so it's almost like yeah a missing piece of my puzzle to get to where I need to be is a little bit of resistance, a little bit of doubt, uh, which is kind of weird because people think, you know, let's let's avoid any kind of resistance. Yeah. But I feel like if I if we go that route of like no resistance, a lot of people believe in you. Yeah, you can do it. Then I'll kind of feed into that and be like, yeah, I could do it. You know, I'll, I'll give, you know, 90 percent effort since, you know, people people are confident in me. But if people are not confident in me now, I have kind of a chip on my shoulder where I need to prove people wrong now. Now I got to yeah. give instead of 90, I can't afford 90. I got to give 110 every day. Uh, so it's actually very, very motivating. And I know you feel the same way about oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. You're speaking my language as soon as you're saying that. I was like, it's almost more worth it when you get there. Like, because it tastes it better. It tastes better. It, it oh, better. man. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. just like a little bit more salt on that steak. And it's just like, yeah. tastes so much better. But, and I was going to say, like, when, when people get that backlash or that resistance, it's almost like they take it personal. And I, I've learned to not take it personal. And they take it like they take offense to it where it's like almost like a grudge. But it's like, no, like like you said, like people most times may be right. But I honestly think those types of people that are like, dude, if it wasn't for you talking all that smack and not letting me think that yeah. I could get to that next level, I probably wouldn't have gotten there. Like if you took if you would have chosen the path of least resistance, maybe right. we would be sitting here. You're not a Florida Blue yeah. Key member, right? But I think it was definitely like, and that the people that say, "Oh, you got to thank your haters," I'm a true believer. You got to thank your haters because we wouldn't be mm -hmm. here if it were if it weren't for the people, you know, that didn't yeah. think we would make it. And we were even talking on the phone like a few nights ago, how like people thought we were going to give up on this podcast like after six months, right? Mm -hmm. And here we are. We're about to hit like three years, three years almost, three years yeah. in January. We're at episode like what, like ninety six, ninety five, something like that. We're about to hit episode mm -hmm. hundred. Like, no one thought we would make it this far, right? Yeah. And it's just like, thank you to those who said, oh, like, all right, you know, it's cute. Give it up, right? right. But, like, no, like, this, that's, thank you for telling me that. Because now, oh, man, three episodes? No, 300. That's where we're yeah. going to. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, and I think that's entrepreneur, you like business, you don't like business. Like, this is one of those mindsets of, you know, let, let's, let's go. Let's, let's run with it. There's, that mindset is applicable to any walk of life. If you're a nurse, if you're, you know, janitor, if you're a CEO, I mean, it, right. So I know Gabe, you, you often say that the entrepreneurial mindset benefits anybody. Mm -hmm. Like you don't actually have to own a business yeah. to think this way for it to benefit your life. You can do anything. Uh, and then I'll kind of go quickly into my next um, exciting news and we'll kind of wrap it up here. So I also more most recently uh, became the chair uh, and, and founder of the Young Professional Board for Casa Familia. So Casa Familia is a really exciting uh, project, really exciting nonprofit organization. Uh, to just summarize it, the purpose of Casa Familia is to provide affordable housing to adults with intellectual disabilities. Flat out, that's what they do. So they have a huge plot of land. I don't know how many acres in Kendall where they're going to break ground soon. We're crossing our fingers that soon they'll be breaking ground and they're going to build several apartment units uh, on that piece of land. I forgot how many units exactly, but a lot. And there's nothing like that in Miami. 
there there is no affordable housing for um, people with disabilities. And so they're feeding a great need in our community. And this board, Casa Familia, the regular board, as, as I call them, they've been around for, for a few years already, you know, building this and getting the, the wheels turning. And then here I come this summer and I, I talked to uh, Dr. Abraham, who's the executive director, former alum of the podcast. And I asked her, look, I'm interested. I, I'm interested. I really want to learn more about what your mission is and, and help in any way that I can. And, you know, one thing led to the next. Fast forward a few months. Here we are today and I'm the chair of the Young Professional Board within Casa Familia. So our job is to assist the overall mission of Casa Familia, bring in a new, young, uh, entrepreneurial perspective into the organization, fundraise for the organization, come up with ideas, the whole social media thing, you know, we're taking care of that. Uh, so just, you know, helping helping wherever we can. And we have a badass board of young professionals. Paul Duyon, another Mindset alum, Miguel Perez, Vanessa Garcia, just superstars who are really in, in our early 20s that are just killing the game uh so we're excited we're also just in diapers we just started uh a month or two ago so yeah it's, it's exciting times exciting times to be active in the community to give back to the community we talk a lot about that on the podcast Gabe, yeah. of you know using your skills your blessings to to bless others so i'm excited 100 percent. and i think castle Mune has been been like you said an organization that has been around for some time and we got to learn a little bit about it when we had Dr. Abraham on the podcast. Um, but now that there's like a young professional realm to it, like what would you recommend if anyone listening wants to maybe get involved or they want to get, to, you know, uh, you know, meet you or go to the, 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 the groundbreaking or whatever it is? Like how, how can some yeah. people get involved if that's a mission that they align themselves yeah. with? Great, great question. And I'll be brief with it. You, you just got to ask. Like, so first of all, I'll take it back. Being part of a board of a young professional board is huge. It 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 puts you on the map uh, because not a lot of people are doing that. Um, you know, the only people. I mean, you look at boards, young professional boards of other organizations, Habitat for Humanity, uh, Camilla's House. All these folks have young professional board, and if you usually look at who those people are, they're people that are the movers and shakers and that are doing things in the community that come from good backgrounds that are hustling yeah. that just want to go out there and make a name for themselves. And those are the people you need to be around. Um, so number one, you know, see, see if there's any opportunities, there might be openings, fillings, but most importantly, just ask, mm -hmm. you know, the way I got to this position, people might be like, Anthony, how'd you do it? Like, what's the secret? I literally just asked, I called Dr. Abraham and I said, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on here? How, how can I fit the gap? How can I put the puzzle together? And she provided the opportunity and we went forward with it. Like it, it's actually very simple. And that's what I hope people understand that some things may be more complicated, but generally things are very simple. Um, and we often, myself included, over complicate things when they're really not that complicated. So asking, just ask, how can I be a part of the board? How can I help? Um, you know, putting yourself in a position where maybe you work for free for a few months or for, for a year or so, and then boom, you get upgraded to now be on the board because people have seen how hard you worked like it's just going back to my point gabe of that that attitude all of our guests that we have on the podcast that you have uh, that our parents have of like if there's a will there's a way yeah if you want it there's no way you can't you know there's no excuse good enough mm -hmm. yeah and i think i'm glad you brought up that point because and we were just talking about this on our last episode um or a few episodes back of with Eddie Borrego about how he was able to create an opportunity when there was no opportunity. And that was a great example that you gave it like, Hey, like, I don't know where I can fit in this puzzle, but I want to get involved. 
and I, Anthony, I can't tell you how much, and I'm sure this applies to you too, because obviously like you're living it so many times. Like I've gotten on the phone or texted somebody and be like, Hey, like, I just want to see what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I want to get involved somehow. I want to learn more. Like, where can I help? And things have just sprouted from there, right? It's just, things are just like born and they just, you know, the opportunity creates itself. There doesn't necessarily need to be a job opening for it to be an opportunity. Like you can create that opportunity. And I think that's such a huge lesson for a lot of young people to learn is that, you know, sometimes things don't look so shiny and so smooth. Like they, they're going to be rocky. They're going to be grainy. They're not going to make sense. But if you have that will, like you said, you can make a way no matter what. I agree hundred percent. And I think that was a lot of good information we gave there. And it was good, uh, really refreshing to to do a podcast or an episode with, with just us two. I know we kind of takes us back to our roots. So that's how we started Major just so me bad. and you shooting the breeze <laughs> and, um, kind of reminds reminds us as we come up like you mentioned on our three-year anniversary you know it's really fun man it, it's been a good great run we're just i can't say we're just getting started anymore but we're, we're we're going through the process and and things are looking up from here i know we have a lot of exciting things coming up yeah. hundreds of episodes coming up so i'm sure we're going to do something exciting for that so stay tuned um coming down to miami soon so we're going to get some good content hit the streets of brickle and and all these things and do some some cool things that we hope all of you will enjoy and and thanks for thanks for tuning in and staying with us for almost three years now. Awesome. No, man. I, I feel like we're talking to a guest. Uh, I'm going to ask you, like, where can people find you? Like, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh... <laughs> no, man. But no, this was a lot of fun. Like you said, it was definitely yeah. taking us back to our roots. And I hope you guys enjoyed this little update on, on our personal life. Uh, we don't let too many people in on this. So it's definitely nice to, to um, just give you guys a little glimpse of what's going on. Um, because at the end of the day, we are humans as well. So appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the support. Um, like Anthony mentioned, 100th episodes coming coming up around the corner. Um, and we got some big things in, in store. So stay tuned. And Mindset out. What is up, Mindset fam? And thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review. Share this with your friends and family and anyone else that you think would receive any value out of it. And without further ado, Mindset out.